Hey everybody, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. And this week's episode, I'm very excited because I feel like I feel like the universe is speaking to me, and we're going to get into it, and I have a special guest named Emma Smallbone. Hi. Hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, and before I introduce the fabulous Emma, this episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit about what Emma does for work, but we're also going to talk about intuition because I feel like this is something, whether you believe in what Emma is doing or you're just a person walking the earth, I think this can be applicable to all of us. Uh, so let's get into it. start off first by yes. just saying I went on I was like hey Siri what is intuition <laughs> and she told me that is the, the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning so essentially like you just know it to be true exactly so we're gonna get into that but Emma 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 how are you I'm great good yep. we are sitting in Emma's house you can't see any of this but it is lovely and beautiful and there are beautiful trees surrounding her home and the fabulous Emma, how do you how do you say what you are? Because when I went on Instagram, it was seer, yes. it is aspiring druid, it is author, it is speaker, <laughs> it is all of these things. So how what is your elevator pitch? It's all of those things. I'm a seer. I connect you with your loved ones in spirit, but I also connect you with your higher self and bring through messages for the highest and greatest purpose. So there's a lot of little pieces to it. People don't understand the term seer in North America as well as they do where I'm from. I was born in England. Mm -hmm. A seer is somebody who sees your past, sees your present, sees your future. We see it all. It's amazing. Yeah. It's funny because I had not even heard of that term, really, no. except my kids and I have been watching Once Upon a Time. Yes. And there is a seer in yes. there. There's like a scene. A wrinkle in time. There is mm. a seer. And I was like, hell yes, finally, North America is like embracing that term because totally. to me it makes more sense for me personally a medium is somebody who talks to dead people i get it i that's a piece of what i do but it's not all of what i do so you're right it is like very limiting. it's a very limiting thing and actually i feel like that term is more acceptable yep. in here because you know there's like what's that guy? um the guy the, the guy, the guy, the guy medium who was like the famous guy. You went on his show and it was the whole thing. Oh, on, John, uh, Edward. John Edward. John Edward. Edward. Everybody yeah. knows John Edward. John Edward. And then there's like that lady from the New the Jersey. The Long Island yeah. medium. Oh my God. Yeah. Let me tell you, when Jack, my little guy was born, we were like laying in bed breastfeeding nine, nine hours a day. That's all I watched. <laughs> yes. You know, but so that term yes. is very simple for people to understand. Yeah. So I feel like lately I've just been... There's just people doing what you do is like popping up into yeah. my peripheral vision. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to just talk about like what you do, especially that element of inspiring people to sort yeah. of just listen to themselves. And so to give the viewers or I should say audience, because this is a podcast, um, a little insight is I actually saw Emma speak like two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yep. And it was this random like, hey, there's something happening at this place near your house. And I went and I didn't know what to expect because you hear the term like medium and you're like, okay, because um, that's how they had kind of said yeah. it. But then when I got there, I found that the message that you were sharing was so relatable and so applicable and to really just like, it felt like just pausing and listening to yeah. what you already have almost inside you and maybe where things are kind of helping guide you spirit and all these things. I know you use these terms. Yep. And so, you know, 
maybe let's start there. Like, okay. or maybe just how did you even know you had this gift? Like, where did this come from? So I've always known I could see spirit. They were always around me. I had experiences as a child where there were always people present in the room with me and animals too. I've always been mm-hmm. deeply connected to the earth and um, natural elements. And when I grew up and got a little bit older, it started to affect my emotions. Like I was feeling what they were feeling. I was seeing what they were seeing. And when I was 13, 14, 15, it just blew up because we are emotional beings Mm -hmm. and we're going through puberty at that time. And it intensified it. And for me, it kind of scared me because at the time we didn't have shows. I mean, John Edward was on TV, but he was the only one doing it. The bear, or sorry, I'm the barefoot medium, but the um, Long Island medium didn't exist. There was none of that out there for me to kind of look to. And it was still very much you whispered about going and seeing a medium and you didn't really talk to other people. People thought you were crazy. So I didn't have anywhere to go or to lean into. So I kind of shut it off. And then when I went to college, it really showed up because I was in a dorm with like, what, like 600 people and I was feeling all their energy all the time. And for me, because it wasn't managed very well, it turned into depression and anxiety. Mm, Okay. Because I was absorbing everybody's energy. So we're all, um, we all have empathy towards people. So we understand what people are going through. But there are some of us that are born feeling what other people feel and intensely. So if I sit beside you and have a conversation and you're not having a good day, I immediately know. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like my husband is like that. I think I was telling you this, but he yeah. like he'll know what I'm feeling before I know what I'm feeling, yeah. and it pisses me right off actually because I'm just like I haven't even come to terms <laughs> with whether I'm hungry or angry or like tired, yeah. and he's just like he just senses it like he's just and actually and I wonder if you're like this because he's like that he has to really create boundaries with people yes and certain people's energies because it it it, it like. It just really impacts him yeah. and his mood and all of this. Well, that's that? been my lifetime lesson. Okay. Like I'm only, a, what am I? I'm 42 now. I'm only just starting to figure out, especially when it comes to friendships and relationships, how to create those boundaries. And you would think, well, Emma, you teach people how to do all this. No, no. When you're actually in it. Yeah, it's harder to see. doing it for yourself, it's harder to see. It's like the doctor can diagnose somebody else, but they're not necessarily going to see it in themselves, That's right? true. Did you ever read the book, The Celestine Prophecy? Did you ever read I, that? I started reading it. I'm, I'm hard. There's a giant bookshelf behind <laughs> you full of books, mm-hmm. and I literally find the one sentence that I need, and then I stop reading. Girl, you're speaking my language. <laughs> I read that book like years ago, and it's a, it's a fictional book. Yeah. But essentially, the message, so here's your sentence, is that there are energy suckers. Yes. And to to pay attention to that. Yes. So my dad and I have always had like this very like, we'll talk about all the things that are maybe like fringe or whatever. And I used to have trouble with friendships in high school. I mean, who the hell didn't? Yes. But you did have those friends who kind of like leached on you. And mm-hmm. it was a very good exercise to real. And it was essentially teaching me about boundaries. Yeah. And yeah, like when somebody makes you feel like they've just sucked the color out of you, it's yeah. like, okay, mental note. Maybe that person is not good for me, you know? like <laughs> Or start to limit your time with them, right? So you can still have those people in your life, especially if you feel connected to them because you've always been their friend and you want to be there and to support them. But maybe... <laughs> 
just don't give them a whole entire day. Like I always, I, if I have lunch with those people, I will like give them an hour (laughs) and make sure I have an appointment before an appointment afterwards. You're totally speaking. My dad and I are like, you got the two hour friend. You got the 24 hour friend. I love the friend where you can just like sit quietly beside each other and not have to say a thing. So good. And I mean, it takes time to get to that level. Yes. But so now this job is, or I guess this gift has ultimately turned into a job, but it wasn't always. No. Like you have had careers you've yes. been a, a photographer and yeah well I was a photographer for 23 years and I I can understand why I was there was purpose in it I mean I even look at my photography and go oh you should maybe start doing that again because I was very good at what okay. I did I can look at it and say wow okay and I still have clients show up and ask me to come out of retirement to photograph things but when you hit the thing that you are supposed to be doing, that you were born to do, you can't not do it. So I did struggle for a while with that switch between photography and then becoming a full-time seer, but it probably took me about six years to make that decision. I was ha- I was struggling because I feel so empathetic towards people. I didn't want to leave my clients in the dust and I, I wanted to provide that service for them. But there came a time where I just had to cut. And I did. It was I just sat down one morning and wrote my retirement letter and I was done. And that's how, because my intuition leads me, I tend to be. It's kind of all or nothing. And I make decisions in the moment because I get this overwhelming feeling that this is what you're supposed to be doing. It's scary. Not actually. really anymore. No, in it's the beginning. Not initially. Yeah, in the beginning. To make that decision, especially, and I can relate to that because what I do wasn't a job, like yes. how many, less than 10 years ago. So it is a very strange thing because I think like culturally too, we want people to be rooting for us and like be on our team and yeah. be like, yeah, you're going to do well. But then when they don't actually know, you're like, <laughs> yeah. no, but I know. Because like, yeah. I know that this is what I meant to do yeah. because it comes so naturally yeah. and it gives me purpose and joy and all of yeah. these things. Um, but it can be really scary to be like, I'm going to flip the switch and I'm going to try. Well, and that's what prevents most people from making that switch. Even if they know that they're supposed to be doing something else, society has told us that you need to have a nine to five, that you need to have a pension, that you need to have insurance, that you need to have all these things. And if you don't have that, you're going to be a failure. And it drives me mental. I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur. Like as a photographer, you're running your own business. I've never had a nine to five, only when I was in college. So I don't understand that fear associated with that, but I see it in people every day because one of the sessions I do is called intuitive guidance counseling. And it's really helping you through that process. Okay, so tell me about that. Like what, because that was a question is like, what are like some of the specifics if yeah. I was going to work with you or someone yeah. was going to work with you? Yeah. What, what well, does that look like? And it's like? really funny because I said to, I told somebody the other day, it's really just like having a conversation <laughs> with me and just, you know, just like this, mm-hmm. we're just going to chat a little and then we're going to call in your ancestors or we're going to call in spirit or the collective consciousness. And then we chat some more. I like to leave it pretty open-ended because everybody's session is different. But the two sessions that I have, 
One is just about getting some direction in life and maybe connecting with your loved ones in spirit. And then the other one is more career driven. And I have a lot of entrepreneurs and professionals come in because I can truly see where their career is headed. And, you know, do you turn left or right at this moment? And then at the end of it, I give them a plan like this is what you do in the next month. This is what you do in the next three months. This is what you do in the next six months. And then in a year, they'll come back and we do another one. And, you know, I've had some crazy stories come out of that, some real big success or even just aha moments. And Mm -hmm. it's all because I can hold space for their intuition. I can allow their intuition to be comfortable in our sessions and it opens their minds to the possibility of something greater. That's amazing. As, as an entrepreneur myself, that's actually something that's very challenging because it's like, so you have your partner or, you know, people that love you or your children or whomever, but they're not always going to give you the, what you need to hear because they're too emotionally invested in you. Right. I mean, I talk about just talk therapy in itself and how great that is just to like, Oh, release, you know, but to have someone kind of sit down and go, let's talk about your career. Let's talk about like, why, why do you feel pulled in that direction, but you're going the other one or, or whatever. So I can see that being so entirely beneficial. Um, but interesting, like, do you find that your clients keep your relationship? Like, is it kind of like quiet or are they like publicly Um, like, Hey, I work with, you know, it depends on the person. Okay. You know, I have some clients that I don't think they would ever say that they work with me. Interesting. Because, you know, and I was saying this because we were at Blistem a couple of weeks ago or we, however long it was. (laughs) And, uh, I was saying there that, you know, Napoleon had a seer that Kings and Queens had seers. We've been around forever. We've always been in the ear of big corporations. We've always, you know, a financial forecaster is a seer. It's, it's true. It's true. Like they're they're analyzing like trends. They're thinking, analyzing like, yeah. trends, and we see that's another thing. Like trendsetters are seers. They're seeing into the future. They're they're looking at all the information, whether it is spiritual or whether it's just facts, and they're filtering all of that and spitting it back out. And that's what we do. So there are large companies that hire seers, but it's not spoken about because it's still way too wooey. Yeah. Okay. Woo. I woo. like this word. Talk yes. to me about woo because I was on Instagram and I think yeah. I, we'd taken a photo together yeah. and someone who knows the both of us was like, Oh, Hey, it's, it's Emma, the mistress of woo. And I was like, come again. What does that mean? <laughs> so what is, what is woo? So when I was a kid and I would try to talk to somebody about all of this stuff, or I would say, well, I see dead people or, you know, I can talk to trees. They'd be like, I don't want to hear your woo woo shit. <laughs> Right. So it used to be this derogatory term like, oh, you're woo woo. So I just it's one of those words that I've taken back. I believe in the woo. And because I'm not religious, I don't have a specific religion that I kind of, you know, I'm not Wiccan. I'm maybe pagan. I'm an aspiring Druid, but I wouldn't say I'm a Druid. There's all of these elements that I pull into my spirituality. Woo covers it all. I love that. I, yeah. Actually, I feel it's funny, you know, when I met you, I was just like, I don't know about this. <laughs> but over the course of my life, like my mom's always kind of been into this stuff and yeah. she always had cards and, um, you know, would just have very like 
intricate layered dreams and I just we felt like we all there was always like a dream book around and we just always talked about this stuff yeah um and then you know when I lived in Vancouver on Granville Island oh, yeah. have you been to Granville Island? I haven't okay. but I've heard all it's sorts beautiful and yeah. like there's like little shops and just you know with wooey stuff yeah. and it's like and I just I've always just been like oh I'm gonna go peek around in there and yeah. you know you kind of dabble with it because like you said it is not it's kind of fringe it's yeah. still not like totally acceptable to be like I'm on board with this or yeah. I got my cards read or but so many people do it you know and yeah. anyway so when I met you I feel like your energy is so lovely like I was explaining to someone who about you and I was like I just want to like sit next to her like her <laughs> energy is so lovely and so I think just in that itself yeah. like for people to stay open-minded and go what what would it hurt to just maybe like dip a toe yeah. in that wooey world and like what kind of messages or could you be receiving or yeah so like when people come to you do you find that there's like people who want messages from the dead and then people who want career or is it like a little bit of everything well it's really funny and I knew I had to change my term medium because I was getting so many people showing up that all their focus was was connecting to their deceased loved ones which is great and I encourage that we just last night did a dummy meal which is one of the practices actually there's several um religions and beliefs that believe in a dummy meal but you I've never heard of this yeah so you have a feast or we had a roast beef dinner okay which is my dad who is deceased's favorite meal but we put up images of everybody that we wanted to connect with okay so you set a place for them so you give them a plate of food and then you have their images there and while you're having your meal you talk about why you love them or good memories of them. And it's just this way of honoring your ancestors. And then for me, because I'm a little pagan and a little bit earthy, I went and took the food and put it, I have an altar stone out in the back that we give offerings to fairies and the forest. Oh my and God, I love I it. I know. I love it. I just like, I was even peeking around, like even just driving up. Because when I heard you speak, you had said, yeah. you know, you live like in nature. Like I swear we were, in, we were destined to meet because I, in past videos always say I'm like a nature fairy. Yep. I just want to be in the forest. Yep. I feel such like peace around the smells and the, and the leaves and all of these things. Um, and as you were speaking about this dummy meal, have you seen the movie Coco? Yes. I yeah, love yeah. that movie. Yep. And like, look how in like, what's the word? Entwined it, intertwined in their culture yes. to celebrate the dead, yeah. to have a day for the dead. Yeah. Um, my son is obsessed with all things like zombie and skeleton and whatever <laughs> death related. So, you know, that we've seen that movie like 900 times, yeah. but it's interesting how it's so acceptable. Yes. But yet I'm sure there's people listening right now going, are you kidding me right now? Like yeah. set it, set a place. But because it's just not talked about in North totally. America and there's so many other cultures where we accept death into our lives and my culture is one of those where we just believe that they're walking alongside you every single day quit trying to ignore them they want to help you so I am a huge believer in we have to give gratitude and we have to acknowledge their existence and we need to give them offerings even the the thought of Every single day, whether you're wooey or not, you take from Mother Earth. 
You take from the goddess because she is the one that provides us with sustenance. Whether it's the water you drink, the food you eat, we are constantly taking. So we have to have gratitude for that. We have to have a trade of energy. And 99.9% of the planet is just taking. Taking, 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 taking. Right. And my belief is we need to give back. So how do we give back? You can just put some food out for the the squirrels. That's giving back, but do it with the intention that you're trying to give back to Mother Earth or you're trying to give back to from where you took. Absolutely. And I think we need to start changing that. Or, I mean, hey, guys, Mother Earth is pissed at us. Mm. The volcanoes that are erupting, the earthquakes that have been happening all of those things, the torrential downpours and the hurricanes that are showing up, it's more and more frequently. She's not happy. Yeah. Give her a piece of cake. And like even, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give the girl some cake. Yeah, um, but you know, it's true. Like even that feeling just, you know, if you're looking at like one single person listening to this, like how do you feel when you finally just put your phone down and walk barefoot like yeah. on the grass? And just like that feeling of feeling rooted yeah. and just... You know, there's an Instagram I did this summer. It just made me think of it where I just like, I w- it was a really hard summer and I felt like I was working a lot. And I was like, for the love of God, like I went outside and I just did a couple sun salutations. Yeah. Barefoot. Yeah. You know, and I felt like a million times better, you know, exactly. and it's like, it doesn't take much to feel connected. And I think, you know, in this time of all of this tech stuff and all of the things we need, sometimes we think, oh, I don't have, what do I need to get? To you, go and be connected. Well, and here's Nothing. the like. <laughs> here's the piece. I own a metaphysical shop. I have tons of tools that can help people do that. You need none of them, right? You just need your words and your mindset and being present. Just go out in the woods and say, "God damn it, this is beautiful." Yeah. Like, give thanks for the fact that we can live in a like. For me, I live in a forest. You do yeah. every single day. Not gonna lie, I would be scared at night, but. <laughs> But like, I mean, I'm like, do these curtains close? <laughs> like, I get scared. Nobody can see us from the it's from true. the road. I, yeah. I feel like a fishbowl. This is like city girl talking. Here. I know. But um, people but come true. out here all the time and go, I don't know how you do this. Like <laughs> last night, I walked out to the backfield and gave this offering, and my son wouldn't come with me because he's even scared. And I'm like, come on, nothing's gonna jump out of the woods and eat me. Like, yes, we have coyotes and we have those creatures, but they're not, there's nothing. The squirrels here. are getting a little thicker for they winter, are. but like, they're not going to, they're not going to come near you. That's no. awesome. So I heard you say a couple words like, um, intention yeah. and, you know, intuition and that kind of thing. Like, when did you realize that was kind of the direction you wanted to start helping people like foster that within themselves? It was probably about 10 years ago. And it was funny because I could, I can honestly say it started with a book club. No kidding. Yeah. I was invited to this book club uh, with a friend of mine, and we were reading the Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah. And the Da Vinci Code, I mean, I <coughs> I, ha- I am a pretty intense reader when I'm into it. And the Da Vinci Code to me was kind of like, oh, my God, like this, t- it took me like five hours to read. Mm. But the core of that movie is fascinating to me because it brings in all the beliefs that I have that Catholicism came into my pagan religion and changed the beliefs about what it was that we were doing. Um, And the conversations that came from that book club, because I was sitting with, I think 
99% Catholics oh, wow. in the room. And here I am, the one that can speak <laughs> the to the, pa- one. Yeah, yeah. the pagan piece right. in the book was really fascinating. And the conversation that we had, there was no disrespect in it. There was no, they were open to hearing what I had said because they had just read this book that, you know, Mary Magdalene's in there, you know, like all of these. fascinating movie, actually. It was a fascinating movie. Yeah. Like, I didn't so, read the book, but. Yeah. Or did I? I can't remember now. It was a, ago. It, it was, was such an easy read. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it's entertaining for sure. Dan Brown stuff is phenomenally entertaining. But um, yeah, just that one conversation made me think, well, hang on a second here. I do have a, not a lot of knowledge in this head of mine. I should maybe share this with some more people. And it wasn't long after that that I started doing classes for intuition, like going and sitting in circle and meditating and trying to bring information through. And even in those circles, I was like, wow, I know a lot about this. And I didn't really, you know, I think it it's just a part of me. It's in my DNA. I've grown up in, you know, my mom's pretty damn wooey. You know? <laughs> Always starts from those moms. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Moms. <laughs> <laughs> the good and the bad, but yeah. It, it good. That's yeah. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. Um, she's always encouraged it. So then when I started doing the intuition stuff and I was reading, I was finding when I read for people, there was lots of teaching in the reading. So it's not like when you come to me, I'm not just going to read your cards and tell you straight facts. There's going to be a lot of knowledge that's imparted because part of what I do is I don't want you coming to me a hundred times. Yeah, right? girl. I know. Yeah. I want you coming to me a handful of times and then taking the knowledge that you learn in those sessions and really taking it on yourself to connect with your own intuition and learn how to connect with your loved ones, learn how to see the messages, learn how to, you know, hey, go shopping. There's going to be a sale on today. And actually trusting that piece because my spirits love to give me the... (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, girl, go to Michael's today. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. That's what they do. But you you mentioned the word meditation and I was excited. I was hoping you would... I knew you would bring it up at some point, but... That is the ultimate stopping and listening, right? Like I've only, I've dabbled in meditation here and there, um, but only recently have like, okay, I need a little tool. So I have to use my phone to get a little headspace or whatever it's called. And and just, just quiet, you know, and, and it's amazing to just like, and then how you feel afterwards. I feel like you've given your brain like a bath you're just like and cleanse like it's just this it's like, a vacation for your brain it is and you know so many people get stressed out when I talk about meditation but there's so many forms of meditation you can do and meditation is like dipping your toe in so it's it's allowing you to quiet your mind enough to hear your own voice because a lot of the time we ignore our own voice so often that we make ourselves sick that we get anxious, all of those things are bubbling up and we're like, no, 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 society tells me I need to be doing this, so I'm going to do this. Even though your gut and your intuition is saying, you got to give this up, man, it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. And when we meditate, we can hear that voice much louder. It's amazing how um, I feel like doubt and imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome and all of these things and just the way 
there's so many beautiful things that come out of social media, but there's a lot of stuff that is like, unless there are boundaries up, it's going to mess with your head. And when you're constantly seeking approval from other people. Oh, for sure. And you can't just like, you know, you set your intention of like, I'm putting this out today. This is what I'm working on lately. You put this <laughs> out today. And this is what I want people to know from this. Yep. Whether they accept it or hear it or like it or whatever, I'm still happy with that message. And it doesn't take away from it. And it's like, just leave it. You know, and does it matter if it gets 500 or 1500 likes? Yep. It, those are actually meaningless. Yeah. And it's, it's, but it's very hard to separate that. And unless you're taking time to connect with yourself and like, yeah, I find like, yeah. So meditation for me is like, calm your brain, take out all those thoughts that are conflicting and just like allow you to feel like, like you're proud of yourself. Like you love yourself. Like you're investing back in yourself. Well, and you were talking about the social media piece, just as I would encourage people to create a sacred space in their home where they feel, you know, calm and peaceful and not rushed. We need to do that with our social media. We need to create a sacred space and we need to put up energy (laughs) saying like, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable in my space do you know how many comments I delete? Do you know how many people that don't get into my group? Do you know what? Like it is, I am very conscious of what I accept on my social media platform, just as much as I'm conscious of what I accept in my own personal space. I feel that. I do not feed the trolls. <laughs> if I even sense a hint of shadiness, I'm like, goodbye, delete. Yes. Like it's, and sometimes that creeps in and it hurts. I got something on Saturday and I was oh. like, oh, I wasn't, I shouldn't have looked, you know, I, know. I wasn't in the mood and it really yes. pissed me off. And, but I mean, that person's gone and deleted, yep. but you're right. Like having those boundaries and when you are feeling like maybe low or weak or whatever, just don't look Yeah, because you know, it's going to creep in. Exactly. So maybe we should get to like some of the spooky stuff, okay. all the wooey stuff, all the wooey. which is like, I think what people are really excited about. And it's funny, you know, you were saying about how people might not be having like this conversation over business lunches that they, you know, seek out a seer or whatever. Yeah. But if you bring it up in the right circumstance, oh, everybody is interested all over it. If someone's like, you know, I want to read your cards. No one's gonna be like, not today. Well, maybe some so. people would, yeah. but, but I'm not friends with those people. So like, I don't <laughs> know them. So I'm just like, cause I think it's just interesting. Like we are super busy. We yeah. are kind of go, 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 go. And I mean, I have actually been saying, and this is funny, just before I met you, like the universe, I swear, and I say the universe, but it's it's just, I feel like I'm getting messages that are forcing me to stop and listen. Yeah. And so I'll give a little story, just a little context. But basically, I had been super busy. Like my, my audience knows, like Dean, my husband has been away. And there was like not a minute of spare freedom. I do have a woman that helps me. She's like my assistant slash slash babysitter, but you know, she's living her life and we're not always able to coordinate and like give me a break. Um, and so I never check my personal emails. And then one night I check it and there's this email like, Hey, there's this event happening. And there's this woman named Emma Smallbone. (laughs) And I was like, who is this woman? So I go on Instagram. I'm like, Whoa, this is neat. Like, how did I never, you know, cross paths or whatever. And she's hosting this event and it's just this one night. Well, that one night happened to be literally one of two nights that Dean was home. And I'm like, what? So I was like, peace out. I'm going out tonight. So I go to this thing and even weirder actually is that there was like nobody from the exercise place there. It was literally just me and like our friend Kate. I'm like, okay. And I found that, you know, you had been doing like a group reading and then also a lot of talk about intuition and listening. And and I was like, oh girl, like it was like, 
the message I needed to hear was that message, to be honest, was like, you got to stop, you got to pay attention, you know, um, just if you're being pulled in a certain direction, like listen to that, you know? Yeah. So I had bought a set of Oracle cards and I have had Oracle cards over the years. Like I know what I'm doing, but I get this, this deck of cards and I get home and I bought the kids a few crystals and things. And, um, I think the next day I had pulled a card and I was like, Oh, such a nice message. Right. Put it back in, go about my day. Meanwhile, Dean's gone back to work for like, Oh God help me four weeks or something. (laughs) And then the next day I pull another card and it's the same card. And I'm like, okay, weird. All right, put it back in. <laughs> well, then like two days later, it's the same, same card. card. And I'm like, what is happening? I flipped the deck over. I'm like, did she send me like a wonky deck? <laughs> like, what's going on here? And I was like, what is happening? And then I just was like, okay, what is this message telling me? And so it had been like, you know, be- between the hours of like four and eight or nine when your kids, you're just like home from school. And I had been trying to do the mom thing and the work thing. Yeah. And it was not working. It doesn't. No. And it was like, like, duh. And there was like blowouts and everyone's melting down and I was stressed and I wasn't being my normal mom self. And I also wasn't doing my job well because you're, yeah. there's, you, you can can't all, do you can't. No. no. And finally I was like, oh my God, what was that card telling me? And it was something like the joyful mother or something like that. Oh. Right. And I yeah. was like, it actually gives me a little bit of chills. And I was like, huh. And so I went, okay. Emma was like, if you're not, if you're not listening, it's going to keep giving you the same message. Yeah, it is. And I was like, all right, what's happening here? So I, I, I read it again and I, I read, you know, it comes with like a little book usually. Yeah. So I read the book and I was like, my God, it's literally telling me to be a mom. And yeah. I was like, so my, what I received from that was like, you need to stop when your kids are home until they go to bed. And maybe that means I'm sacrificing my sleep a little bit because I'm yeah. going to work a little later into the night. And so I was like, let's try this. And in that same week, I, I decided I was going to meditate a little bit before I picked up the kids from school. And I don't do it every day, but when I remember, and then I went and shuffled the gut deck and pulled another card and it was a different card. Of course and that was. one, of course, was like, listen. And I was like, I know, <laughs> I need to listen better. But it was like, wow. Yeah. So whether, you know, you believe this stuff or not, I just think, what a good message. It's I love Oracle decks for that exact reason. You don't have to believe in them. You know, I always tell people these little boxes of cards, it's just pieces of paper. And what you choose to do with it is up to you. Whether you believe that it's a spirit from message or whether it's your own energy or it's just coincidence that you keep picking the same card, it doesn't matter. But you're getting that question out of your head. You're shifting your energy in a positive way. You're setting the intention to learn something or to change your energy or to ask for help. Because yes. Yeah. Because I even found like I do like a, almost like a little mantra thing before yeah. I do it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm open, you know, to receiving. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like a little tingle in my arms. And nice. it's like a little like, it's like a little thing that I do, you know. And, and I find... Even if it's hokey pokey and nobody yep. believes me, it makes me feel good. Exactly. And it's like, I'm not hurting anyone. And you're doing something for the positive. You know, yes. it's it's funny because I was a skeptic before I started doing this, even though I grew up with it. Right. Am I actually hearing dead people's voices in my head? It's a leap of faith. Because I'm sure the person's not like, hey, P.S., I'm totally dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
this just so you know you yeah. can see me like they're not like it's not like you're getting a manual no like you here. don't you never there is not a manual because mm-hmm. every single medium or seer is different you're never going to receive the message the same way it's people keep asking me to teach a mediumship course and they want me to do it online and it's very difficult you can do it but there's a piece you have to feel the energy every i need to hold space for that energy i need to be like helping you with that it's a hard thing to do and nobody has a manual there is not a manual for doing what i do it's just listening to your intuition and i would imagine there's a certain degree of like like you're saying feeling the energy like you want people to use this for good yes. and like for just to better themselves and maybe in the process better people that are surrounding them and you you almost want to like gauge who you're giving this information to do you feel like that or no it's i think it's for everybody okay like i i truly like i wrote a book yeah okay do talk about the book hello oh my god she wrote a book yes i wrote a book and in there i talk about how everybody has this connection whether you believe it or not we are all connected to the universal energy that runs through everything your life force your chi your whatever you want to imagine it is or even if you just think it's your heartbeat think it's something, but we're all connected. And when we disconnect from people energetically is when we get into trouble. And that's why social media can be damaging. It's why television can be damaging. It's why video games can be damaging because we're disconnecting from that energy. And we're focusing on, you know, if you really want to get into the science of it, negative ions are being emitted from that technology and it disrupts our energy and when we can focus on our own personal energy and our loved ones because they're our most important people Mm -hmm. we can actually start to see a shift so we can see our children calm down because we're calm right we can see our children become happier because we're happier But if we're constantly striving for something that is outside of us and not focusing on our energy, we will have anxiety, we will have depression, we will have overwhelm, we will have all of those things because we're not paying attention to us. Right. We're paying attention to everything else and things that don't come naturally to us as well. So, you know, this idea that we have to focus on our energy is just a healthy thought it truly is because i find i literally feel floaty if i I don't just not do that you know i mean like if i need to connect with people in real time i always make jokes because i i vlog right a lot of my life and have done for years um and i will like not when i'm having lunch with people and friends because i my brain i know i should for work but i'm like ah I want to live in this moment yeah. and I don't want to be, I want in, you know, 15 years and when all of this stuff is changing and there's a whole new like platform or whatever that people are using, I still want to have social skills where exactly. I'm like, these people feel that I've invested in them with my love and energy. And like, it's not just about the photo and it's not just about yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, Well, that- and we have to really pay attention to where our energy goes and we all have a cycle. So I was just saying to you earlier that I haven't posted on Instagram, which like is my main form of communication in about a week, but it's because energetically I am being pulled inside. I'm being asked to hermit. I'm being asked to, we're preparing for winter. And it's been raining. And it's been raining and we're miserable and our energy is heavy. You know, listen to that. 
the more you listen to that, and because if I fought against this right now, I would have major anxiety. Mm -hmm. I would feel overwhelmed. But I'm listening to that piece that is telling me, just sit by your fire. Hey, maybe watch Netflix or have a (laughs) glass of wine. You know, like just chill out. Mm -hmm. And the more that I listen to that piece, the less I am feeling overwhelmed. And I speak from a very like... I had depression my whole entire life. Okay. So from 15 to 32, I was medicated. Gotcha. Maybe 16 to 32. And I know the depths of depression very well. And when I am not paying attention to my own energy, I can start to feel that creep up. And then when I go, wait a second, I need to relax. I need to disconnect from all this, you know, people, what people need from me or what I need to put out in the world, then I can feel calm. I come into alignment. I can start to see what is good for me and what is bad for me. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple. Oh, it's yeah. So simple. And it, it really comes down to just listening to yourself. Like, there has been a shift, certainly for women, right? I was yeah. just listening to this podcast about making Oprah uh, oh. mind blowing. Anyway, yeah. someone shared that with me recently. But something that keeps coming up is intention, yes. and also just like women kind of putting themselves first. And I don't have—I um, haven't had experience with depression myself. However, I feel that both of my parents, whether they acknowledge it or not, have. And I sense that within me, like when I start to dip. So that yeah. dip you're feeling, and it's there's usually like twice in a year I feel it, like just post Christmas. And because I'm aware of it, I've realized, okay, I've actually aligned certain things in my content calendar for what I create online to like give me a break. Yeah. So I can just let it dip into it a little and then I will come out of it again. And we're allowed. I always tell people like my, I always giggle and say there's one Tuesday in February where I feel a little low, like (laughs) And, but I allow for that. Yes. Like if I'm feeling low, I take the day off and I just don't, you know, feed it or try to fight against it mm-hmm. because we all have ebbs and flows. You know, the look at the planet and look at Earth. You know, in the summer, she is glorious and all the flowers and all the animals are out and it's just everybody is so happy. And then come the winter, all the leaves fall off the trees and it looks stark and we go inside and we hibernate and we go away. Well, we do that as humans, Mm -hmm. but we're so out of cycle with that that we're forcing our bodies to do things that we shouldn't be doing. And that's where anxiety, depression and overwhelm shows up. And you don't have to be everything for everybody all the time. No. Like on Friday, was it Friday? My poor family. Whew, there was some hormones happening. <laughs> and my husband was like, did your, did your head just spin around? Like, what's going on there? And I was like, I am done for the day. Put on my sweats, went to the mall, ate the food I wanted, yes. cried my face off yes. at a star is born. I just needed yep. to like release, you know? And it, was, and it felt amazing to just like yep. allow myself that time to just go you need to like just feel things you're yeah. feeling feelings and you need to just go do that you don't need to inspire anyone today no. you don't need to be the best mom like no. give yourself and, and it really was just listening to me yeah. you know and then on the flip side with the intuition part and just listening to yourself um, and I will come back to your book closer to the end here but <laughs> you know there was at the beginning of the year I had set a goal to actually launch this podcast because it was just on nice. my mind. But do you, do you think I made time for it? No. no. And I realized 
this is not going to happen unless I literally stop doing 50% of what I'm doing. And I did. I had to like clear the table. I had to change dynamics with some of my people that I worked with and go, it may not be perfect, but I have my intention is to connect with people yeah. and my people tend to be women who are very busy with young children who don't always have the time to sit and watch a video yeah. and it's like well maybe this could help them and fantastic and it's been great but you yeah. you do have to go it's pulling i'm being pulled yes. you know and i have to go with it and it may not be perfect and it may not be exactly what i thought it was going to be but it's working yeah. And here we are in like season two. You know what I mean? So who knows? Yeah. Like when you just like allow yourself to just feel those things. So it's exciting. It is um, exciting. But one thing we were going to do is we we're, you're going to read my cards. Yeah, definitely. And before we even get into that, I did have a question though, because I know this could come up with people. Yeah. So I think maybe people think Oracle cards, but then they also kind of loop in like tarot and then yeah. Ouija boards. Yeah. And these are different. Yeah. Oh, they're also very different. Yeah. So maybe could you like tell me? So to me, I feel like Oracle cards are like light and bright and like they are. That's yeah. the feeling I get. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but like a Ouija board, I don't know if it's because I feel, even as a child, like I'm very sensitive to stuff. Yeah. Like I'm sure we, a lot of, a lot of us have stories like this, but it would be like, um, we'd be in the car or something and I'd be like, daddy, like grandma just called or something. And he'd be like, what, what is this like four year old talking about? And then we get to grandma's house. She'd be like, I just called you guys. Yeah. And he's like, huh. Amanda said that. That was interesting. Like, like little things. Like, because I think kids yeah. are very like in touch. Oh, we're with that. open. Open. We're born open. Totally to receiving everything. It's only when we get older and we're pushed into that box that society wants us to fit into that we stop listening to it. So we're all born with that gift to, you know, precognition. We all have the ability to see things and to see spirit, but everything lowers our vibration interesting right so you know the stresses of having to go to school lowers our vibration the stresses of doing homework or chores or just trying to be a grown-up lowers our vibration so when our vibration is lower we're not as open to those things and vibration is just you know the food you put in your body the way you speak are if you speak negatively all the time you're lowering your vibration i feel that so you can't see it's you know it's why gossip is so bad right i we all love to gossip about certain things there is a bit of like release that comes with it yeah right but gossip in general is a negative thing it lowers your vibe so gossiping people yeah <laughs> yeah it's true it is true and and who you surround yourself yes. with and, and the you know the um the soundtrack you play in your head yes. about how you talk to yourself yeah like your yeah. internal dialogue like it, it impacts everything I it's so funny because I think it was like after I had my son my internal dialogue with myself because he was 11 pounds okay. and I did that all naturally girl and I know right <laughs> I was I can remember the day he was born and I'm like I can can I swear on here yeah, I yeah. can fucking do anything <laughs> like I just pushed out an 11 pound fucking baby boy and you're boy, still here to talk and I am about still it still yeah. here and I was excited and it was amazing oh my god after that moment my internal dialogue changed I am a goddess I created this child who is magical like everything shifted for me and all of a sudden my voice was like 
oh yeah, I can do this. I can like, I could do anything. Mm -hmm. And truly for me, that's when everything changed is when I had my son. Like I loved my body more. I was just like, these things provide milk and sustenance (laughs) for my child and he's growing. And like, you know, my hips, I'm like, these hips needed to be big to like host an 11 pound child. No one, I love my hips. Like I started loving myself more and I could even see my energy shift because of that. So I'm a huge believer in if you want to feel better about yourself, speak to yourself better about yourself. I feel like I connect with you even more because everything changed for me after I had my daughter. And it was a traumatic birth experience for us. Um, But it was something like, oh my God, like we survived that. Yes. And I am like, this is what, for me, this was like my purpose. And this was like, oh my God, I have a story to tell and I want to share with people. And it was like, I just blossomed after I think I had my daughter. And there's definitely like, you're right, like a confidence that just kind of like, whoa, like it just came in. Yeah. And I know not, it it took a minute. It was like some stuff postpartum, but I really came into my own for sure. I had postpartum depression Mm. with my son. It took a year (laughs) for it to like rear its ugly head. Right. But honestly, you know, for me, being in a hospital room with eight people with my butt in the air and them seeing (laughs) all of me, there was like, I was like, well, this is the moment that I have just become comfortable with everything. Oh, yes. Right? (laughs) Yes. When someone's got a hand up you and you're like, I can't see your elbow. Like, where did it go? (laughs) My jaw was huge. But yeah, she was tiny. But still, but yeah, it's amazing. We were just like, I'm out there. Well, and that, you know, you can create this little human being and And then if I can create this little human being, then I've got to be conscious of what I say to myself, because then I need in turn to teach them to be conscious of what they say to themselves. Absolutely. Because it starts young. It does. Um, And before, I mean, we we get, we got a little wooey on that there, but like, um, but with the Ouija board, that frightens me. So So that comes back to the whole term intention. Okay. Right. A Ouija board is just a piece of paper and maybe some wood and maybe some plastic. But there is so much fear that society has put onto it, that media has put onto it. All the scary movies. Yeah, my husband and I just watched, I think it was Ouija, and I can't remember what the side note, but we watched it on Friday. It's a friggin' creepy movie, but like totally entertaining. Right. But it's about this little girl that uses a Ouija board and it's frightening. Right. So when we do anything to do with spirit or when we do anything to do with like cards or crystals or any of those things, it's all based on our intention. If we go into anything with fear, we draw in lower vibration energy. So people say to me all the time, but I've had really bad experiences with a Ouija board. And I say to them, but going in, what was your, you know, belief around Ouija boards? Well, you know, you can bring in the devil and you can, right. you know, we can, we can conjure negative things. It's always like, like a sleepover and you're yeah, scared. Yeah, and, like, and we're yeah. all scared about it. Well, if you're sitting there, a ton of kids or even adults that have fear, right. you're going to, you're already on the lower vibration. You're already in the negative realm. But if you, you know, clear that energy and you surround yourself with positive things, you put some healing crystals around it and you come in thinking, 
I want to talk to my dad, and this is going to be awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Okay. That's right? A, yeah, that's, you're the first person to describe it that way. Because it is true. Like, when I think, like, oracle cards, I'm like, I'm lighting a scented candle and saying a lovely mantra yeah. versus, like, we're terrified <laughs> and, like, having a sleepover and it's dark and scary in Samantha's basement or yes. whatever, you know? Yeah. It's true. Well, and even you were asking about oracle cards and tarot cards right. and why there's the difference <clears throat> between them. Oracle cards tend to be these really light and fluffy things. So you'll have an oracle deck that is all about crystals or angels or animals or, and it's always something positive. And there's usually not one card in there that may have a negative connotation. And like you said, they tend to have like little mantras on them. The words are written directly on the deck. So they're really simple and easy. Like I'm trying to think I have an oracle deck here. Um, you know, Pope Joan is the pontiff of possibilities. The possibilities are limitless. I mean, how more high vibe can you get? Totally, right? totally. So they tend to be positive. And oracle cards can be anything. So this one that I have here is actually the Divine Feminine Oracle. That's the one I bought. Oh, okay. Awesome. How weird Isn't is that? that funny? I know. Like, they always tell me what cards to, to use. That is so funny. So that kind of makes me funny. giggle. Because you have a lot of them, just I so have, people know. She has a whole shop. Yes. And at the end of this, I'll give you links and things, but in the show notes, you're going to see like Emma's shop and you can buy all sorts of amazing things. So it's it's kind of bizarre that you picked that one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not really. That's no, it's not. Works. Let's be honest. Where are we? Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about here? Yeah. But tarot <laughs> is a system. So there are thousands of tarot decks, but they all have the same cards in them. They will all have very similar images in them. So the magician in the tarot deck is always going to have the same meaning. Okay. No matter what tarot deck you pull it from. And there's the major arcana and there's the minor arcana. So the majors are the magician, the empress, the worlds. There's... I want to say there's 28 of them. Don't don't quote me on that because I'm probably going to get it wrong. (laughs) Um, And then there's the minors, which are the pentacles or coins. There's swords, there's wands, and there's cups. And all of those mean different things. So pentacles are very much, or coins, depending on what the artist chooses to use, because pentacles have a negative connotation, right? Um, But they're all about material things, monetary. Like if you have tons of pentacles show up in your reading, there's some good money coming your way, right? Or there's issues around (laughs) money, or you're going to be buying a house, or you're going to be doing something physical. If we're talking about swords, it's all about mental capacity and there's probably a battle of your mind going on you have to make a decision which way should i go and then cups are all about emotions so you know you know are you feeling too much are you feeling wounded or you know is somebody putting their emotions on you and then it's so funny wands i i'm always like what are wands it's spirituality and okay. your intuition and your your direction in life okay yeah. and so you do a little bit of both like do you i do I, and i also there's a deck called lenormand which nobody knows about which is one of my favorite decks okay. to read and it's another system just like tarot cards and 
it's kind of more like an Oracle deck. It's just got simple images and one word on the on the deck, but a much simpler way of reading. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, exciting. Yeah, okay, know. so how are we going to do this? Okay, so because we're sitting across from each yes. other, I will become you and I will pull car- cards for you. Okay. So how that works, people are like, what? You can do this <coughs> online or you can do it when the person's not present? Yes, completely. Okay. So I just tune into your energy. As an empath, I can do that. So I can pull your energy in and ask the cards. Now, you will go to some readers and you're not allowed to touch their cards. Interesting. I like you to touch the cards. Okay. Because I want your energy involved. I want you to kind of, it's a meditation, right? You're going to shuffle. You're going to think about possibly if you want mediumship, who you want to come through, or you're going to think about yeah, question you need answered. So, you know, like, how's my relationship? Or where's my career going? All of those things. And then you're going to pull the cards. And there's no right or wrong way to do any of these things. People are always like, I don't know how to shuffle or those cards are too big. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Because I find so when I do it, I'll be shuffling and I'll just be like thinking about it. And then I find like a card like pops out like that one yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) it just kind of does that and you're like that's the one or like a little pop into my lap or something yeah like that's jumpers Mm. yeah the jumpers you always listen to the jumpers and the ones that pop up are really important interesting so far i feel very vulnerable i'm not gonna (laughs) lie because it's funny you know you you share with people online but you're like this is fun and it's funny, your husband just showed up in your cards. Stop. Yeah, the King of Cups. Huh. So he's emotional. I'd say. <laughs> Intuitive. Oh, yeah. But always by your side. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he will be somebody that will feel your emotions for you when you can't. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, nines. So nines are really interesting. So I pulled... And so which which deck are you using right so now? So this is the Star Child Tarot. So okay. we're using a tarot card. And then I, I pull in Oracle cards afterwards to give confirmation. Like, how can we make put this into action? How okay. can we get this moving forward? Oh, or, I, I love that. So you use them together. Oh, yeah. Ooh, this yes. is good. I'm learning. I know, right? So I love tarot because it gets so specific as you can tell from oracle cards they can tend to be pretty vague yeah a little bit fl- like floaty you're just like okay i kind of get yeah it, like but I'm how not do sure. i fit this into my situation yes. right but with tarot cards they are so specific that i mean i can see that your husband's already in here he's the center Wild. of your world right like there's this he aligns your energy so when you totally get off because we do as women we tend to go off kilter every once in a while men do too but they do it in a different way Mm -hmm. but when we go off kilter he's your rock he pulls you back in and he's the balance between you and your children so when you're having a moment he can totally be the full-on parent and you have no concerns about it and he will always show up and like he'll be taking care of them and holding you at the same time it's basically dean yeah yeah (laughs) I can tell yeah. from one card. <laughs> That's amazing. From one card. So it's interesting because I, I pulled a spread that I call the issue at hand. Okay. So there's your main issue, which, which is, is the on main the top. card, okay. is on the top, and then the three cards surrounding it. So your main issue is the nine of swords. So this is a battle of the mind, interesting. right? And it's funny because nines are fantastic cards to have. They're... Okay. 
what happens in tarot is you go from ace to 10 and ace is you're at the beginning of your journey okay 10 is your fully completion you have arrived you've done everything you need to do nines are you're almost there you've put in all the work you have been thinking big thoughts you have been coming to a place of comfortableness now you just have to wait for it to run its course so I feel like, you know, even the conversation we've had today, you've been doing meditation, you've been pulling back, you've I've done been listening, you've been you know? listening. Yeah. So you've been doing all the work that you need to do. Now you just need to keep doing it. Okay. And then you will finally get to that place of like, oh, now some of the other things. And actually, when I look at this, all your supporting cards are cups, oh. which is you're very emotional. Oh, as a creative, that might be true. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so those are people who can't see. So you have a card on top. Yeah. And then there's three cards underneath. There's like, underneath. so what left, middle, and then right. right. Do those mean different things? Um, Not in this case, not <laughs> okay. the way that I've pulled it. They're okay. just the things that are supporting you where you are. So okay. we've already talked about your husband's card, right? So he's your main, and it's funny that he was in the middle. So yeah. this is your main, main supportive like piece, right? Now, we do have the Three of Cups. Okay. So the Three of Cups, remember, we talked about the journey. So aces are the beginning. So you're just stepping into finding this emotional balance. Okay. So there's this piece of you've had a little bit of an awakening. You've you've started doing your meditation. You have been playing with all of these things. Even if you don't understand the woo, you're starting to see where the woo fits into your life right? You're starting to feel like, maybe I need to do some work in this area. You're creating a foundation. Okay. And, and then and what does the cup mean? Like what the is cup the... is emotions. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So it, that's so the what... swords is like the mind. Minds. Okay. Right. So th- could that be something like career or like relationships yeah. or what is it? So for you in this, in this place, it's, it's, you've gotten to the, you're no longer necessarily battling in your mind. Gotcha. So, you know, you talk about talk therapy, you talk about, you know, you're using Oracle cards. You found the tools to help you when it comes to battle of the mind. Gotcha. It's not so much a decision making issue anymore. What's your battle right now is the emotions. Interesting. Okay. So you know how to deal with the emotions cognitively. You have all the processes, you know how to do it. But now we got to figure out where emotions are. <laughs> to like put it like your brain yeah. knows. It's the heart part. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So there's this kind of imbalance. And it's interesting to me because you have the three of cups, the king of cups, and the nine of cups. So this does mean we're headed towards that balance okay. in your emotions, that you're on the right track. I have a feeling you need to learn how to lean on your husband a little bit more. Mm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Because sometimes, and I'm totally guilty of it, I, you know, we were talking earlier about women in general, we're starting to be like, I need to take some time for myself. I need to be a little more selfish. I can't be the be all and end all for everybody anymore. And I think that's what this is saying, is you need to lean into your partner in ways that you haven't done it before. Hmm. 
And whether that's emotionally, whether that's like physically, hey, take my kids, like, you know, all of those things can be a part of it. And I'm totally guilty of not doing that. For the longest time, I thought I needed to be the be all and end all. And then when my dad passed away, I was like, wait a second, I'm doing everything for everybody else because my dad and I look at him because he sits on my on my shelf over there and stares at me I've got one of him looking this way and one of him looking that way so when I talk to my dad I look at him (laughs) I love it (laughs) um you know I did everything for him like I so wanted to impress my dad as a kid that I put aside what I wanted and I did everything else for my dad because I wanted his attention. That's what we do as women, right? right? We're like trying to make them happy. But it made me realize when he was gone that, uh-oh, well, who do I impress now? And then I'm like, but I don't want to impress anybody. Like, I really don't want that. So I started doing things for me. I started traveling a lot more. My husband's not a traveler. He is a homebody. He, you know, will never find enjoyment out of taking a you know 36 hour plane trip I will never get him to the other side of the world unless we like take a train and even then (laughs) I don't even think he would want to so I started doing more and more for me and in turn leaning on my husband more well now he actually sees me as a human being instead of a machine right (laughs) right Yeah, it's very fitting, actually, because I've been talking even about the shift where even the content I create is less about the babies and the children, because I started being like, hey, I'm going to tell you about my what I'm feeding my six month old and whatever. And now it's becoming more about me as a woman. And, you know, if you look and this is in the back of my mind, but if you look at like big CEOs or VPs of companies or like any woman who has accomplished incredible things there is a village of people behind her making it happen. Right now my village is the husband. So it's very (laughs) fitting that he's popping up. Yeah. Um, And even what you talk about travel, like I married a pilot. I feel like it's like marrying a masseuse. I doubt they come home and give you like a full body Swedish every day. It ain't going to (laughs) happen. So the same as Dean. He's like, babe, I've I've been traveling all month. Yeah. I want to stay home. And you're like, but I want to go. Then go. Exactly. Like that's my advice to anybody. If you're a traveler, then just go. It's not, you know, it's so funny because I remember I had a conversation with somebody once and they said, if you start traveling without your partner, it's the end of your marriage. Oh, for the love. And I was like, and that stuck in my head for a really long time. But then as soon as I started traveling without my partner, it made our lives so much better. And I remember because I went to California once and then I went to England and then I went back to California and then I went to Morocco. And this was in the span of like two years. Awesome. I know all by myself without my son and my husband. And when I came back from Morocco, my husband looked me in the eye and he said, you need to do this more often. I can see the difference in you and I can see that you need it. And it was so funny because in that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's all I needed to hear. That's like all I needed. Your cup to... was full and, and my you cup and was you were full. and you were like not given permission, but I think it, there is that dynamic in a relationship yes. where you're like you don't want to like cause upset, but you also like want to look back at your life when you're at the end of your days and be like I did what I wanted to do yeah. and I like traveled and saw people and whatever yeah. or, like lived your best life to a certain degree, right? So Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. And now those opportunities come up, I just take them. Right. Right? So I don't even think twice. I actually enjoy traveling by myself. Like, I, I 
like to make all the decisions and I like to just be able to go, oh, I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to do this today mm-hmm. and not have to take anybody else into consideration. Same. Whenever, and I, it's like hard not to judge, but when I hear people who like travel with their friends and like families, I'm like, oh my God, that's so many people to make decisions. I, I am I way too like spontaneous and yeah. I just want to like do it and do it now. I like Now I will say I am the best travel partner on the face of the planet <laughs> because I just go, what do you want to do today? Or, and I listen to my intuition and it usually leads us to pretty awesome places. So people love traveling with me because I'm like, whatever. Right. And on the, I always get upgrades. Love I, it. Well, especially I when know. you're by yourself. Hello. Yes. That's so, so good. All the time. I love traveling. It's so but, nice. So this okay. is. So this, so basically from this, it's like, I'm doing the work. Yeah. I just got to now like almost what my, like the emotional side Piece of it. Of it. Okay. And you have, it, it's like you have your emotions under control. Now just allow that cycle to show up and to guide you. Because I think sometimes we try to make things happen because we think we, it should happen this way. And then sometimes our body is just going, oh, hell no, like you should not be doing this right now. And we don't listen to that. Right. So you need to start listening to your emotions in a much deeper way, especially when it comes to your husband, especially when it comes to that relationship and that balance. Like, what are the emotions surrounding it? Like, I, you know, it's so funny because my husband doesn't listen to any of the interviews I do. <laughs> right. He doesn't listen to watch any of my Facebook <laughs> lives. Like, I live with you. Yes. I know. <laughs> he, well, he doesn't, though. This is the crazy piece. He doesn't know what I do, really. Right. I, I, you mentioned that when yeah. you were speaking. Yeah, my my husband and I, and but I love it. We are so very separate. But like the last 20 or 48 hours, we spent so much time together and we were so connected with each other. He doesn't need to know what I do. Right. But it, it's funny because I always go into these pieces about my husband. And if he heard me talk about it, he'd be like, oh, dear God, he hasn't <laughs> read my book because I write about us in it. And right. I don't he'd be so embarrassed. But I tell him stuff even if it's hard to tell him. Because sometimes I just need to be in a certain space. And, you know, I'll, I'll just say, I'm done today. Like you said, what you're going to the mall and eating the food you want to eat. Yep. I just go, I need to leave. I have an office in town. I go and sit in my office. I meditate. I watch Netflix. Yeah. I get junk food from the place down the street. <laughs> like awesome. I just go because I need a break. And we have to start listening to that piece. Like, if you need a break, that I think that's what these cards are saying, like, heavily. If you need a break, take it. Right. We can't run at maximum all the time. Mm-hmm. It breaks you. And where you're going to get broken is emotionally. Right. You know, you're... Which is pretty impactful if you consider, like, what I do. Yeah. Because I... And I... We had a very difficult summer because Dean changed jobs. That was a whole thing. But it was like... There was a moment where I was like, I don't just, like, sit at a desk and work with other people. Like, my whole thing is based on my mood and my emotions and how I'm feeling mentally. Like, if I get muddled... Everything else is going to get muddled. Yeah. So it's like, I need to prioritize me. So it's interesting that it's coming up. Yeah. And it's, we're coming out of it, which yes, is fitting. Which is, that's why this is the nine. Yeah. The final card for you is the nine of cups. It means just like your nine of swords, emotionally, you're coming to the place where you have control of it because you've been leaning on Dean more. Right. Which right? is 
not been the case all summer. So yes. look at that. That's pretty neat. <laughs> right? And I see it when I, and it's funny because like when you, when you hear that, you're like, well, I already knew that. Yeah. But it just wasn't necessarily like on the forefront of my mind. And it wasn't as laid out as clearly, right? Exactly. And you're not necessarily seeing the message the way that I see it. Totally. Right? So then, okay, so if I did a re- I would like something like that with tarot yeah. cards, how would you take an oracle card? Like what would be like the thought process right. there? So you mean like, like how, how would I use it together, right? Right. So essentially what I do is I use oracle cards as a confirmation or a like an action card. So okay. how are we going to allow our emotions to come to the forefront? And how are we going to move forward from this moment in time? Oh, see, that's okay. So I'm horrible at some of these, what, pronouncing some of these. It's okay. So, I know some of them are tough. So I think it's Rabia, the queen of saintly women. Hmm. So it's, I am in service of divine love. I move the way love asks me to move, which totally makes sense when it comes to emotion. You have to do what you love. Right. Right? And the things that you don't love just go by. And that's like, I'm in the process of that right now. Yeah. With like people and things. And I mean, I just got rid of a bunch of stuff out of my basement yesterday. Like, you know, like all of these things, right? Clearing space for just what you love and always doing it from the place of love. You know, sometimes we do things because we think we should or because we feel like there would be a greater purpose in it or we think that it's going to bring big impact or, you know, as entrepreneurs, because it's going to make us money or, or whatever. And I, I, what I have noticed in my career is when I try to do something that is just for money or I try to do it because I think it's going to be good for my business, it never works out. But if I do something I love or I speak about something that I'm passionate about, you know, even Blistem, to me, Blistem is all about business. And I was going like, do I even belong here? But I felt compelled to do it. Like I felt like there was something greater there. I was going to be able to teach somebody something different. And I spoke from the heart. I spoke about, I didn't speak about business in the way that everybody else speaks about business. I spoke about it, how I see things have played out for me. And it changed a lot of things for me. I thought it was so beautiful. Like Blistem is um, a conference we both attended. It's a Canadian conference Mm -hmm. to help women who are, whether they're social media people or whatever entrepreneurs build their business. And I caught the second half of your thing. And it was great. Like what I, you are so true to yourself when you share. Um, And I feel like anybody could take a little something, even if it's just like a sliver and walk away and go, okay, I want to see how I could apply that because your business is nothing without you. Exactly. So whether you're applying like tangible business tricks yeah. or you're working on your personal well-being, you know, yeah. it's all interconnected, it you know? Is. And so on that note, you have written a book. Yes. So it's called The Barefoot Medium. Yeah. Which is what you used to refer to yourself as, yes. right? Yeah. Our businesses change in ebb and flow. We do. Well, I just, you know, in the beginning, the word medium at the time was pretty hot. Like that's yes. when um, the Long Island medium was out. <laughs> and I do what I do barefoot because right. I need to be grounded. So it just made sense. And people were calling me the barefoot medium. So I just picked it up because it was easy. But it's funny because John Edwards told me, and I didn't listen to him, that I should only use my name because it's my such name a is good name. Well, it is. I've come to learn that that it is a good name. Yeah. But I was worried that if I just used my name, people wouldn't know what I was representing. 
But the Barefoot Medium book is all about connecting with your own intuition. It's a little autobiographical. You're going to get to know Naturally. about me. Yeah. Um, but it was more to express to people how I came into this and how easy that transition can be. And, you know, I don't think that everybody that reads my book is going to become a medium. That wasn't the intention of it. It was how can you use your intuition in your daily life to guide you because messages are showing up every single day, whether you're looking for them or not. And once you tune into that, guidance is everywhere. And yeah. you can really benefit from that in a big, big way. I feel like meeting you was like a little bit of a icing on the cake kind of thing because it was like, I, it's like, every, it was like, I, when I actually stopped, I feel like everyone was screaming at me what I needed to hear. Yeah. And you were just like, Hey girl, I'm talking to a group of people, but I was like, you were just like, I felt like it was lasering <laughs> it on my brain. And it was true. It was like, you just need to stop and listen. Yeah. And where are you feeling pulled? And I've always struggled with, um, um, to be totally vulnerable. So I've always struggled with how naturally conversations come to me or just being a conversational person. And like, yeah. that's the content I make. And yet you know, the YouTube land and all of these things say, well, you should be making this type of content. And yeah. I'm always like, yeah, but I, I don't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't it, fit. it's painful. It's yeah. like not as easy for me. And it's, and then I said, well, if it's too easy, it must not be right. Right. And then you're like, no, babe, it's easy because that's what you're good at. And that's yeah. what you're meant to do. Yeah. And that's what people respond to. And so it's amazing when you just settle into that a little and be like, and so I've also started sharing that message. Like, Hey, if you're good at something, just be good at it. it. Like yeah. just do more of it, you know? Exactly. And like, maybe that's what you're here to do and that's your calling. So um, I think that would be a lovely read, you know, just to like, just to stop and listen to yourself and listen to that intuition and trust yeah. your path. Well, and we don't trust our path at we all don't. because society, we have been told you need to go to school, you need to find the love of your life, you need to get married, you need to have 2.5 kids, maybe a dog, a bigger, better house every four years. Tons of debt. Car, tons of debt. Yeah. You need to have this life. And for me, I that was never in, even though I kind of ended up with all of that, it was never in my plan. I was going to live in Toronto for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And then I stumble into the Alma Combo one night and voila, there's my husband that I manifested. Yeah. And he brings me to Cambridge of all places, yeah. right? You know, but I trusted it. And I think ultimately it's like, do you trust the polls? Because I could have gone, no, I'm a photographer. I need to stay in Toronto mm -hmm. because that is the profession that I ch have chosen. But I went, eh, there's oh, this girl. guy. Yeah. I, he's kind of cool. I think I'm going to follow him out to the woods. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh yeah. Uh, I was 20 and I was a flight attendant and I was taking a flight back to Montreal where I'm from. And I walked in the crew room and this cute guy walked in and was like, Hey, nice hair. And I just had my hair done. And I was like, thanks. And then we just started flying together and yep. it was like, we became friends. Oh, and he's 15 years older. That's maybe not ideal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want to move to Vancouver? Sure, sure. I have no money. Do you want to like go and live in Malaysia and like leave your best job ever and go maybe try having babies sure like and yeah. sometimes you just have to say yes, yes and like follow it yeah why not because and i feel like you, you see movies you hear the stories of like missed opportunities yes what was missed did we just like choose not to listen yeah did we have like a plan that made no sense yeah. you know in our minds and and it didn't fit the bill like 
sometimes you just got to be open to it, right? Yeah. And I find that Dean and I talk a lot about how because we live this expat life, like we almost seek out, we call them, it's called like fringe living. We've made yep. up this term. We've coined it. I don't know. It's maybe real, but it's like people who are willing to take a chance yes, to do something different, you know, like yourself, start a business doing something entirely different that maybe yeah. you didn't even have anyone guiding you that you could look Zero. to doing it. Exactly. <laughs> and how happy you maybe not are all the time, but your energy is lovely. And the work that you're doing is helping people. And I think what a blessing. Yeah. Like, Hello, gratitude for the life you get to lead. And who knows where it will end up, but yeah, kind of amazing. Well, and I always tell people, wouldn't it just be amazing if you could get paid to just be you? Yeah. Like, that's my job. I sit and I do this every single day where I sit across from somebody in this exact spot, pull cards for them. We chat about the woo in their life, the woo in my life, and how it can help you. And I give them some direction. And that's my day. And I feel like we need to high five. High, high five. five. Because I feel like I, I, what do you do all day? You get to talk yeah. and like video people and, and have fun doing it. Like, yeah, that's a job. Yeah. Yes. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah. But it, it's so funny to me because I remember <laughs> I, so I have some severe learning disabilities mm-hmm. and I didn't learn about them until the last year of college. Okay. And when I learned, the woman said to me, she's like, you need to go back to school to become a psychologist. And everything about that, I got excited about it. But at the same time, I was like, ugh, school, no, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I fought that. But really what I do now, aside from the label, is I'm a psychologist. I always tell people that it's 25% magic, 75% therapy. So, you know, we have those conversations about relationships. We have those conversations about emotions. But the great thing about my position is I can say things therapists can't say. So if I need to kick you or factor. Yeah, exactly. If spirit needs to kick your ass, I'm going to say, get off your ass and go and do this. And I'm going to be blunt about or spirit's going to be blunt about it because they know you need a kick in the pants. Right. So I actually think my job is even better than the one that I should be doing. Absolutely. Because you get to like decide the parameters and like how it works and how it flows. Well, Emma, this was such a treat to speak with you today. Um, So fun. So many layers. I love hearing about the work that you're doing. I think that, you know, if someone that's listening wanted yep. to reach out to you or just follow you like you are yeah. live on Instagram right yep. yeah or Facebook. well I go I go live on Instagram and Facebook yes yeah so you have a very active group yes I will leave some links for you guys below and it's just like even if you just want to dip your toe yeah in in woo and like see what she's up to and I will say why people search me out or mm-hmm. why people end up sitting with me is because I'm grounded And I'm not going to talk to you about things and concepts you don't understand. I try to make it very easy for people to understand. In my group, there's actually a free 21-day course with videos and printables about every single piece of the woo you could imagine. And people can go in there and just watch the pieces they want to watch. I'm a huge believer in, I will give you a taste of everything, and then you take from it what you want, and you set aside the things that are no interest to you whatsoever because that's the great thing about spirituality is you make it your own it doesn't you don't have to believe all the things i believe i mean i believe in light language healing which to some people when they see it are just like hell no (laughs) 
that is crazy. But I have had some experiences that have been incredibly powerful. So I'm going to let you know how that works. Absolutely. Because right? you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And maybe there's like, it's like a, like the buffet, right? Yeah. Like you just, maybe you want to take that little piece and apply it. And yes. who knows how it may impact your life for the better. Exactly. And that's what we're all striving for. Yep. Like we all have to wake up in the morning and we all have to brush our teeth because we got bad morning breath and like, yep. and take care of our kids if we have them or go to work or whatever it is. And why not just carve out a little bit of time for yourself that makes you feel good and feel grounded on this earth, exactly. right? Exactly. I love it. Love all of this stuff. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to leave all of Emma's links in the video. Video? Nope. In the show notes. Can you tell <laughs> I'm a video girl? Um, and I'll share some info for where you can find her and learn all about what Emma's up to. And that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.